Hi, I'm Renata Gonzalez, and welcome to today's episode of Murder Weird Cases in Time. Today, we are going to talk and examine the Poland experiment, one of the most horrible murders in time. In this case, our killer was a 26-year-old Polish man. He took his inspiration on Ed Gain, the butcher of Plainfield. This is how the events occurred. It was just another normal night in Poland. The killer was just a man who lived with his father. On this typical night, everything will change. The killer lured his father downstairs. Curious, the father followed. Once in the cellar, the killer attacked. He first attempted to incapacitate his father by electrocuting him with a stun gun, but missed. His father attempted to escape. When his attack failed, the killer struck again, but this time he wouldn't miss. Armed with a sharpened screwdriver, the young man repeatedly stabbed his father in the chest and throat. His father died on the cellar floor, but the killer wasn't done yet. His ultimate goal wasn't just murder. This, this was just the first step. The next step was a bit more difficult. He grabbed his father's corpse and hung him by his legs in the cellar window. He splayed his arms to either side of his body, his head lying on the According to the killer, the reason he hanged his father's body in this way is because he wanted to look like a crucifixion. He said the head of this kind of scoundrel should not have even on a devil's cross. Having finished the crucifixion, the killer moved on to the next step of the process. Using a surgical scalp and shovel, he decapitated his father's head. Then he made deep incisions in the knees to drain all the blood from the body. He placed buckets beneath his father's body to collect the blood. The second part of this plan was finished. He had murdered his father. He decapitated him. He got just one step remaining, create a mask. Taking his father's decapitated head upstairs, the killer retreated to his bedroom. Then he got to work. He worked through the night, taking no breaks. Perhaps using the same scalp he used to remove the head, the killer separated the skin from the skull. Once he finished, he tossed the victim's skull into the garden. The killer ultimately claimed that the head was guilty of everything, so he was doing the body a service. Using some simple thread, he sutured the skin back together. He used a prosthetic plastic mask as a base to give the skin form while he worked. When he finally finished reconnecting the soft tissue, the killer had to work quickly. Left in the air for too long, the skin will begin the process of putrefaction. In the other words, it will start to rot and decay. In order to prevent this process from starting, the killer applied salt to all the skin, and shave its hair. His creation was complete. He had made a mask using his father. Then he panicked. He made his escape. He ran to a neighbor's house and contacted the police. Then, realizing he was caught, he had to act quickly. He returned downstairs into the cellar. He grabbed the clothes his father was wearing when he killed him. He ran. He hid. He watched. From a hiding place, the killer observed the investigation. He watched police survey the property. Then he left made it to a bus stop bench and sat. There, police found and arrested him. He panicked. He escaped and ran to the neighbor's house to contact the police. Then, he realized he was caught. The killer had to act quickly. He actually returned downstairs into the cellar. He grabbed the clothes his father was wearing when he killed him. He ran. He hid. He watched. From a hiding place, the killer observed the investigation. He watched police survey the property. Then he left, made it to a bus stop bench and sat. There, police found and arrested him. There, everything ended. He was put on trial for his crimes. 
although the killer himself didn't believe he had committed any crime at all. He admitted to murder, but he phrased it differently. The killer claimed the murder shouldn't be viewed as some graphic revolting act. Rather, it should be a scene at work fact, illustrating extreme human meanness. He testified that all of this, the murder, the mask, everything, was for re revenge. He hated his father. The killer's father lived an immoral life. His father had taken him away to Poland, leaving behind the killer's sister and mother. He was fleeing from his own actions. His father had seduced a woman 30 years his junior, a daughter of one of his own friends. Caught, he didn't want to face the consequence of his actions. All of this resulted in anger. So intense, the killer took the life of his father. He wanted to see if his grandfather would recognize him if he was wearing the mask of his father. To the killer, this aspect was some experiment to test out morbid curiosity. He listened his mind's inspiration as he clip from the movie 7. Psychiatrists ultimately diagnosed the killer with borderline psychotic personality disorder. This mental disorder is characterized by unusual perceptions, superstition beliefs, emotional detachment, and solitariness. According to Article 34.2 of Polish Penal Code, this mental disorder sets considerable limitations on the capacity to understand the meaning of the offense and the ability to guide his behavior. Although he was diagnosed with this mental disorder, it remains unknown as to whether or not the killer was de declared as legally insane. Now that we finished this story, I can tell you that for me was really impactful. The way a son could kill his father, no matter what sickness or mental issue he had, is horrible. Someone's father is someone's father. And although he abandoned the rest of the family and took him away from them, he shouldn't never have done that. Even if he killed him, the way he put the body in this sufferment, trailing a mask, decapitating him, draining all the blood, was horrible. So, that was it for this week. And thank you for watching and listening. See you soon.